I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is Beth Center on VSN, the sports betting network. Welcome back in. It is VSN Bet Center. Hour number two as we roll on. This is hour number 28. We're keeping track. Hour 28 of 56 here on VSN. 56 continuous hours of coverage leading up to Super Bowl 56. Back alongside Jeff Parles. I'm Ben Wilson. Very fun first hour of the show with the hit king himself, Pete Rose, giving out his pick. Rams and over, by the way. Jeff, I know you're taking notes on that. Rams and over <laughs> from one Pete Rose. We are going to have uh, the man who will be joining us tomorrow on our VSIN BetCast, Mike Pereira, the former NFL head of officiating, who is now Fox's lead NFL officiating analyst. He's going to be with us in studio a little bit later in the show as well. Also, Dwayne Colucci over at the Rampart. Race and sports are going to give us a report from behind the counter, how things are shaping up, where the money is coming in. Uh, but Jeff, we continue looking at some of the props and we are dubbing this segment. Well, something we like to call, let's get it over with. And it's, I, I tease this as saying potentially some overs, but also let's get it over with. These are, these are bets that are going to be popular for the public because you're not going to have to sweat them for that long. You're, it's going to be over before you know it. And we start with some of these first quarter bets. So the Rams laying a half point in the first quarter. Uh, minus, minus 145 on your first quarter money line if you don't want to lay a half point. If you get, get some protection, at least on a push, if it's a 0-0. Total 9.5. You see the Bengals there, plus 125 in the first quarter. Uh, Jeff, not something we normally do, but this is not like a normal game. So your thoughts on how this game starts right out of the gate tomorrow, because that's how it's going to shape a lot of these early on bets here in this let's get it over with segment. And I like field goals early in this game. I like field goals because I think the only player in this game who, let's face it, that we know Joe Burrow's Joe Cool. We know Stafford early in games and the Rams' offense early in games has been really good, especially of late. But Evan McPherson is the one guy who I am fairly certain is going to, again, it doesn't seem like he has a conscience at this point. It just does not matter. He's 12 of 12 on field goals in this, yeah. in this tournament so far. So, look, uh, I, I, I have bet the any other score. At plus money, where either someone is going to someone's going to stall in, uh, stall in the red zone. I, again, I'm not expecting the safety to come in, and if we win that on a safety, that would be again a very uh, a very damaging result for the books because I would imagine first score safety would be one that people randomly hit, mm-hmm. even though it's a very low probability. But I, I like that uh, of the ones on the screen here uh, in front of us. I, I think any other score. Be the first score of the game. I like that. 
If you're making me bet the first quarter, I like the under nine and a half. I think this is going to be a slow start. I think like Pete said, I think we're going to see a lot of nerves early in this game. And I think the kicker, the kickers, McPherson especially, I think I don't, I, Matt Gay doesn't look 100% healthy, even though he's not on the injury report. He doesn't miss kicks short, especially from 47 yards with no weather in Tampa. Mm-hmm. And then that 54-yarder was wide and short indoors. So, uh, look, I like this first quarter under. And on the other prop there, I like uh, I like the other any other score at plus money instead of a touchdown. Nice. Uh, ironically enough, I have made four prop bets so far, and one of, one of those bets was on uh, that screen we just flashed up. And I I did lay the minus one fifty on no score first five and a half minutes. Okay. In in this game, you know it's amazing on the Rams, and this leads into what we've talked about believing it will be a slow start. It's it's not just the nerves to me, Jeff. It's the fact that. Would you would you believe that over the last seven games, each of the last seven games, the Rams have forced the opposing offense into a punt on their opening drive? Seven straight games. Pretty remarkable when you think about it with how random that is. And so to me, Jeff, this is it's a bet where I am certainly rooting for the Bengals. I should say I'm rooting for the Rams to win the coin toss because that means they're going to defer. <laughs> and the Bengals will start with the ball. That it, if, if that happens, I feel extremely confident about this bet coming in. The only the only area of concern is more on if if the Rams start with the football, where you look at their playoff opening drives, they haven't done much. They had two punts. They had the the very long drive that resulted in a field goal in the Tampa Bay game. Uh, it, it's more Cincinnati's defense, as we as we certainly all watched in the AFC Championship game, has gotten off to slow starts. And you look at their playoff opening drives. Uh, they have they had the interception against Ryan Tannehill and Tennessee gave up a field goal against the Raiders and gave up the touchdown right down the gut. Out of the cheap. So that's the only worry I have. It's not by by any means my strongest prop play coming into the Super Bowl. But you, when you consider uh, the factors of, of A, nerves, inexperience for so many of the players in this game, Jeff, along with the fact that the Rams, to begin with, have been a great defense at scheming early, especially on opponents opening drives. I know seven straight drives they forced to punt, Jeff. Really like that uh, that no score in the first five and a half minutes as a result. You know, I know we'll get to this prop a little bit later, but if the Rams defer or the Bengals win a toss and elect to receive Mm -hmm. the people that will be the happiest will be the people that like Gil Alexander earlier in the week and Bill Krakenberger as well on on our network, taking the opening kickoff (laughs) to not be a touchback (laughs) because look, we, I I know we we have this on the rundown for later, but I might as well hit this now because this is one that is the definition of it's a big one. This is the definition also of, Let's get it over with early because it's a legitimate. This does qualify. This is the first play of the game. Look, uh, 18 out of the last 20 have not resulted in a touchback. Now, this is a little bit of a different era now. You have guys with better legs kicking off. You also have have the incentive of the ball moving to the 25 instead of the 20, which that was eight years ago that rule came into play. So you haven't. The first 12 of those, you only got it to the 20. There was less incentive. There was more of an incentive to bring the ball out of the end zone. If it's Matt Gay kicking off, like we said before, like Mm -hmm. I said earlier, I'm not convinced he's 100% healthy. I'm not convinced he's 100% right. And if the Rams are kicking off in this game, if you have the no on that, you should feel really good about yourself. You also have the Pat McAfee angle that was talked about at length on this network and at length on Pat's show over the last few weeks. Of they put the ball out of the box, you're not allowed to play around with it. It's like kicking a kicking a rock. Uh, but Evan McPherson is a cyborg, so that's the only worry that I have there. 
So, but look, that that's one of those, and we'll get to the other ones that props that have just cashed at a very high rate over the last 20 Super Bowls, including one that is uh that has cashed uh 54 out of 55 Super Bowls so far. There's only been one instance of this as well later on. We'll get to those uh in in whole later on, uh, Ben. But uh look, it's it, there are there are a lot of fun angles to get mm-hmm. out of the way early. By the way, we haven't you haven't even mentioned a coin toss here. Nope. I am not that's betting. A let it, that that disqualifies it. Let's get it over with. Yeah, you're, not, not, I, you're, you're not gonna lay one oh five juice on the uh, coin well, toss. Well look, look, here's what I'll say. Uh don't bet anything more than minus one oh two. I is would that, argue more than minus hundred. Uh, yeah, yeah, there, there it, are some books I've seen offering even money. If, and, if, and you, props if you to them a, that are, if, that are if doing you have that. an even money one, that's honestly what it should be. But Correct. minus one hundred two is fine. But I know everyone loves betting the coin toss, but don't do it unless if you have like a free bet at one of the, like if your first time better at one of these books. Like just save your money. The thing, I you know what, the thing I've seen people do though is like couples who in these jurisdictions where you get the free bet the free bet sign up. Where essentially the like the husband and wife they are signing up oh, I know individual accounts yep, yep. and one bets heads one bets tails and you're and you're basically guaranteed to uh, to walk away with a no a I, nice, I, a I nice understand that you completely understand that so if you want to go ahead and do that like I you am know, be, be our Ball, guest the, the, the coin can't land, land on its side could you imagine uh, that no no we, if if so we would need Gene Steradore to get his index card, the index and, card. And, and, and and pop it over we might have um, to ask Pereira about the index card I, later we we definitely should. We definitely should. What and what's the report on that? Because the juice on the no touchback earlier was a. I mean, that was a it's big. Like it's a virtual big, pick. Now. It was big plus money, yeah. and we have seen that come all the way down now. All right, as, as this pick. has all been reported. Yeah, on. virtual pick now. I can't wait to see Evan McPherson take the rock and boot it like well, that, fifteen yards into the you know. Into that's the, well, <laughs> into the first off, bowl. I was late on it to bet it. I I didn't end up betting it because I was late to the party on it. But McPherson scares me on this on that prop. It really does. He really does. Like the guy, the, even though his touchback rate, he, he was only touchback on 62% of his kickoffs this year. It's not the best middle of the league. Uh, him and Matt Gay were pretty similar this year, a 14th and 16th respectively mm-hmm. in the league this year on touchback percentage. But McPherson is just so, just so locked in in every respect at this point, Ben, that that does worry me on that. But uh, these other first quarter bets uh, that you'll right. see on your screen in a second, which are pretty interesting, and I will say this because uh, I know our guy Mitch Moss bet both of the uh, quarterbacks to throw their first pass incomplete. In the past, this was an auto bet for me. Bet the no on both. If you if you happen to get one out of two, you you're, you're up money. If you go over two, it wasn't a big bet, no big deal. You have plenty of other props to wipe it out. But I don't think this is the greatest game to bet the incomplete on that. Just the way that we know how these play callers are. Like, the first pass play for Cincinnati more than likely is going to be a screen pass to mm-hmm. Jamar Chase. And for Stafford, they have run basically in this postseason the same out route or yeah. dig route either for Cupper or Beckham since Beckham's gotten there. So I don't really love that. Like, in the past, like, yeah, plus 200, I would have taken that. But I don't think this is the best game for that based off the way that the, the offenses operate. The other ones, I mean, those are crapshoots. Again, I think the first quarter is going to be a low-scoring game. So I would only lean to betting. In all honesty, I only lean to betting Stafford's no. I don't want to lay minus 250 on Burrow. And then Burrow, of course, ratchets off a drive, and all of a sudden we're out on a minus 250 right away. Yeah. But uh, I, that's uh, the, those props up there, again, I, I normally would be on the incomplete on both quarterbacks, but this year I don't have either of them in my account. Interesting. And, 
I don't plan on having if it. There's one I would play. It would be Stafford uh, for, for the incompletion. I'm with you based on how we we perceive the game plan and, and the the general type of passes to go for Joe Burrow would would not be betting his incomplete on the first pass. Would only be betting Stafford if you made me. I have a an interesting uh, another angle on the first quarter, which we're going to get to after the break. Mm-hmm. First, though, we remind you we are in the middle of 56 hours of a uh, free video coverage leading up to Super Bowl 56 here on Veasan.com. Coming up tomorrow, we've got every angle analysis of the big game covered for you, starting with Point Spread Sunday, then the Lombardi Line. We've got that exclusive one-on-one interview with Brent Musburger and legendary sports better Billy Walters. Only on Visa. And then we've got you covered all the way up to kickoff with our pregame coverage and our in-game betcast that will tell you what props are cashing during the game, as well as helping make your in-game bet. VSIN, the sports betting network completely free all weekend long at vsin.com. I'll discuss my unique angle to bet the first quarter, as well as some of those exceptional rating props. We'll discuss those next here on VSIN. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is Beth Center on VSIN, the sports betting network. VSIN is your number one source for getting ready for the big game as we're in the middle of our 56 hours of free video coverage on vsin.com, all leading up to our sixth annual live. Big Game BetCast. And to make you a smarter better, we've had some of the biggest names to get you ready for the big game. And Brent Musburger, he'll be sitting down for a one-on-one exclusive interview with legendary sports better Billy Walters. You can watch the entire interview on vcin.com. We've had some big names this weekend. Chris Berman, Boomer in the house. Danny Trejo, Michael Simon. Uh, we just had Pete Rose on our show. Many, many more great names. I'm glad we, we made the promo, Jeff. We did it. We made the promo with Pete Rose. And, uh, and many more also includes Mike Pereira, who's going to join us a little bit later in the show as well. Check out all the interviews at vcin.com as we are back with Jeff Parles. I'm Ben Wilson. As we've been discussing these early game bets, how to bet the first quarter. Jeff, I have an interesting angle on on the squares prop, which is, again, oh, it's, it's a very unique thing. Wow. If you're in, so everybody knows, you play super, everybody plays their Super Bowl squares. That's you know a yearly tradition. I've never been a big squares fan, though, Jeff, and it's always because it's the squares are randomly assigned, and I get it. It's a fun, you know, at your Super Bowl party, whatever your square you get, you roll with it. But circa a couple of years ago, introduced a way you could you could essentially bet on individual squares for each quarter, and by by proxy, you're essentially picking out which square you want to have, and you can do it for full game, you can do it first, second, third, fourth quarter, anything you want, and there are individual odds on each grid 
on that circus squares. We're going to show you here uh, in, in a second what that looks like. So this is the pick your own squares prop. And again, it, as for those who are unfamiliar with how you normally play Super Bowl squares, you have the grid and it correlates to the final digit of each team score. So if you were to pick, say, a 1-1, one, one, uh, and, and that would be 75-1 to one for the end of the game, you could win at 31-21, obviously 41-11, whatever, as long as that's how the final digit adds up. So you can do this for every quarter. And to me, there is, a, there is an angle to be played, especially if you have conviction that this game will be more of a slow starting game, might see some points as we as we roll out. I mean, how many games, Jeff, have we seen this year where the under looks to be a lock only for a ridiculous amount of points to just balloon late? But you and I both are in agreement on this, that we, we believe to see a slower start in this game tomorrow. I made a bet at, at Circa on the 0-0 first quarter square. Plus, there we go. Plus 425. It it's the short shot. However, and give big props to uh, Mitch Moss, who hosts our Follow the Money show, but he, he did the math on this. So the most common first quarter score in Super Bowl history, the 0-0 has taken place uh, 14 times, which is by far the most. The second is uh, the 3-0. That's happened 10 times. But the so the 0-0, let's just say we've had we've had 55 Super Bowls. 14 times it's been a, it's been a 0-0 uh, square. And again, with 0-0, it doesn't have to be nothing nothing. You could get 10 nothing for either team. Again, it's that's 0-0. That's how the squares work. So your implied probability is about 25% on that. It, it's, it's just over the 14 out of 55 times what we've seen in Super Bowl so far. Now that implied probability translates to a money line of a little sh- little under 3 to 1. It's about plus 295 or so. The fact that you are getting plus 425, Jeff, even though it's the short shot and not the sexy number at all, especially if you believe that this could be low scoring. And further on that, if you believe that Maybe the alternative way this game plays is either we get a stalemate type first quarter, Jeff, or we see one team come out and just come come out like the you know with the doors blown off and score a couple of times in the first quarter. You could get a touchdown and a field goal to get that ten nothing. That to me represents some value. You also factor in the the other props out there, which are the scoreless quarter, which again is is partially a correlation here, Jeff. So the odds at circa at least to have a scoreless quarter in the Super Bowl are plus 350. And as if you don't know this, and we know this, the first quarter is always the likeliest quarter to have your scoreless quarter, simply because a second and fourth have the two-minute warnings factored in, more likelihood of scoring. And, and third quarter is usually a little bit, high, traditionally a little bit uh, better odds of having a score than the first quarter alone. So again, that is the final score grid at the end of the game for the circus squares. Uh, but Jeff, when you're th- we're th- the, the real probability, of this is more like a plus 295. Your scoreless quarters plus 350. I'm getting plus 425 here, and I'm also getting somewhat of somewhat of the insurance of getting a 10-0 on either side is is the the potential out on this as well. Big explanation. What do you think? Look at you with the ma- look at you with the math. Look at you. Math is hard, but look at you, you need friends to help you out with it. No, Jeff. it's not bad. Look, uh, on my list, uh, and I, and you can see on my screen, Ben. Uh, not 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 for the viewers at home. I'm peering over. I, I have the uh, I have basically my highlighted mess of a document over here right now. A lot of lot going on on Jeff's left. But uh, the, the the scores that I the, the squares that I had on this for the first quarter, the nil nil, European. Yes, method, nice. Rams zero, Bengals three. And the 3-3 for the first quarter. I think we're going to see field goals in that first quarter. I, I, I Like I said to you, you bet before. all three. Those are the, I, 
there's those are the ones I'm going to place. I haven't, I haven't bet any of the squares yet. I just wanted I wanted to make sure I was done betting everything else before we went with the squares here because these are the the long shot ones. Uh, squares wise, also Ben, I, I I did also I also am going to bet the zero zero in the sec- at halftime after the second quarter because I think the ten the ten ten the ten, even a ten nothing wouldn't overly shock me at halftime where one of these teams just looks just looks like the moment is too big for them. Mm-hmm. And 10-10 is a pretty pretty reasonable yeah. halftime score for this game. McPherson makes his 50-yard kick. Matt Gay makes his, makes his chip chip shot. And, uh, yeah, that, that's what I'm looking at for those first half ones. I will have some full game ones later, but some of those are a little yeah. zany because the way that I think this game flow goes, I think Cincinnati is landing on a non-traditional number in this game. I agree with you. I agree with you. Uh, looking at this, just pull this up. So Rams three nothing, and as the first quarter score, that's plus six fifty at circa. Mm-hmm. Bengals three nothing is eight to one for your first quarter, yep. and those are of the shorter shots. I mean, you can find some combinations. You could get like two nothing, yes, which is like two hundred to one. Yes, uh, let's get someone with a safety. That's good. Twelve and a half to one is your zero zero second quarter square. Yeah, no, that's I, not bad. No, it's not a bad don't, number. Don't believe that's ba- a bad number uh, whatsoever. No. So those are again different ways to look at this from, and these are you know, this will be decided pretty early. Oh, so we've discussed some of those. Jeff, I know has a, a gaggle of props still to still to still to discuss here on the show. Let's also discuss because it, you 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 kind of led into it with the discussion on the opening kickoff, which has been one mm-hmm. of our uh, one of these props that has such a high probability of cashing based on the historical numbers on it. But that's not the only one. We just we happen to have some you know some of the insider intel now that that makes us believe that betting the no touchback on the opening kickoff actually does have some value. But there are some other ones here that are very interesting. Will a will the I'll see which any of these Jeff that tickle your fancy. Will the team that scores last win the game? Uh, that has happened eighteen of the last twenty Super Bowls where the yes has cashed. Uh, the no overtime has cashed nineteen of the last twenty. Eighteen of the last twenty Super Bowls. Neither quarterback has reached at least 400 yards passing, although of all of these, I would argue that's the one where you can't really look at historical trend data on this because the NFL in 2022 is a lot different than the NFL of 2002. And finally, will there be a lead change in the final minute of the fourth quarter? The no has cashed 17 of the last 20 times, Jeff. So, of those on the board, Ben, these notes, keep in mind, some of these numbers are very high yeah. if you're looking to bet them. We classify these as the potential bankroll builders. Yeah. If you if you have conviction and you're just you're willing to lay a big price. I, I on the opening kickoff one. I'll just reiterate if you're just joining us. Of course, new listeners all the way. Remember our coverage free through the big game here on Vsin. I am concerned of Evan McPherson just being a cyborg on the. Will there be no touchback on the opening kickoff? If the Rams kick off, I would feel very secure about that. Team that scores last to win the game. You know, it's interesting that it's 18 out of 20. I wouldn't have guessed that because you yeah. you, you, you always think, like, there have been enough blowouts in this game where you, even though we've been on a very good run of Super Bowls over the last two decades, there were still some blowouts mixed in there where you could have had a – you very easily could have had a team just score a meaningless touchdown at the end and do this. Uh, of course, the Rams-Patriots won. If Zerline didn't kick that field goal that was wide left into into Marietta instead of kicking it through the uprights, that would have been one where the losing team uh, scored last. But look, it, it it is it is one that's a little bit surprising that it's the case, but the way that I think the game flow is going to be, I, I think the yes is pretty good. 
Overtime, there's not going to be overtime in this game. I know this postseason's been awesome. Close games <laughs> abound. Uh, walk-off winners everywhere. The Bengals have played. The Bengals were in an overtime game in the AFC title game. It's one out of 55, Ben. Just that ridiculous collapse by Atlanta produced overtime. And that Super Bowl, that's it. It's the only one ever to go to overtime, which is kind of amazing that you get the two best teams in the league, supposedly, in this game every year. You only have one overtime game in the history of the Super Bowl. That's pretty wild for me. And then uh, the only one uh, of the bottom two, the 400-yard passer, if Cincinnati or if either of these teams get way behind, I wouldn't be shocked if we see a yes here. That would be the one where you could see it flip around. And, on and, this and as I said, that's the one where you can't, you can't really base your bet on the historical data because mm-hmm. 400 yards today was uh, what? What, 250? <laughs> it's, just, it's crazy. The game has changed. and uh, But it is interesting when you look at the trends and how that, that uh, supports some of these wages. The last thing we'll discuss here on these early game props is, is coming up next. How are we going to see the scoring start? We think it'll be a slow starting game, but when we do get a score, what, what happens? We'll discuss that next here on VSIN Bet Center. This is Bet Center on VSIN, the sports betting network. One expert pick worth two times the points. Join the action on the biggest Sunday of the football season with the L'Oreal Men Expert Pick. Play free for your shot at a share of $10,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash expert now and draft your lineup before game time. L'Oreal, because we're worth it. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. You're a big L'Oreal guy, Jeff Parles. Well, you got nothing, you, nothing yeah. needs to be said. No, no. Okay. <laughs> uh, the contest sounds fun. Does sound like a fun contest. So check uh, check that out. Uh, he's Jeff. I'm Ben. We're back. It's Vison Bet Center. We'll be joined in about 15 minutes by Mike Pereira, who will be with us tomorrow on our big game betcast, our sixth annual and our first to feature a, uh, an officials expert. So we're really excited about that. We're excited to Could talk. Be great. Uh, we're really excited to talk all things officiating with Mike Pereira here in a few minutes. First things first. Oh, wait, that's what the segment is called. It's called First Things First. <laughs> we are going to look at our first scoring play of the Super Bowl and some of those odds. It, it's a, it's somewhat ironic because both Jeff and I have the belief, and we've discussed all these different ways you can bet the game early that would potentially mirror our thought of defense being the early predominant talking point. Might not be the talking point the whole game, why we're not in love to, to race to the window and bet the under. That's how we, we both see things playing out early. But at some point, game's not going to end nothing-nothing. There is going to be a score. And you can bet on first scoring play of the Super Bowl. Your short shot, Rams touchdown pass is plus 250, the 5-2. to two, And you have Bengals touchdown pass 3-1. to one. Interestingly, the safety, this is courtesy of the South Point Sportsbook, which has historically, uh, traditionally <laughs> taken a lot of action, has been bet down. That is 50-1, to one, uh, 66-1 to one in, some other, in some other shops. If you really want to go there, shop around because you can get some very long shot exotic odds there. Uh, Jeff, how do you cap this first scoring play market here in the Super Bowl? I like the any other score. So in the any other score, you're getting a defensive touchdown or a kick return or a punt return. So that's what and you're a, getting. And a, and a rouge. But uh, I, 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 football, I don't so. think we can get a rouge in this game, you unfortunately. Really? Okay. Unfortunately. I, I'd like to be getting more than 4-1 to one on the Bengals field goal. And I've seen up to plus 475 on that if you're going to make me bet this. I... I 
Again, I, I will say, Ben, I think the first score of this game is going to be a field goal. So if you wanted to play both teams' field goal, I don't have a problem with that. Again, I will be like, liking to get a little more on either side of that. I would just take the any other score prop that we talked about before at plus 145, plus 150. Something in that in that avenue is probably the better way to play this. But if you're if I'm playing this market, I would even though again it's a little less than I would like to get, I would take the Bengals field goal first at four to one. Uh, again, even though uh, even though I, I will say Ben, and you mentioned it before, the Bengals have struggled early in in these playoff games. They've struggled even picking up a first down in their first series. They haven't done it the last mm-hmm. two games. Oh, and that's what what is was interesting about this too, because you think about what we mentioned earlier, first score of the game, that prop. Touchdown minus 160, any other score plus 140. And you think about you know what that gets you. That gets you the the Bengals field goal, which is four to one. Rams field goal, which is plus three fifty. Uh, it gives you the uh, you know the any other score, the twenty-five to one, the safety, which is fifty to one. It, it leads me to believe you you almost feel, Jeff, you're better off just betting that, not trying to narrow yourself down to the margins where really, I mean, the fact that plus three fifty is your lowest priced bet on the any other score but a touchdown when the when that entire prop as a whole is plus 140. This is why the prop betting for the Super Bowl is so much more different than normal games and why it's harder to handicap because you have to start doing the math in your head, Jeff, of what makes much, you know, what makes more sense uh, from not only just the odds perspective, but your exposure and what you're you're willing to uh, to get down and, and risk here. Uh, to, to me, it's it, these are total crapshoots. Like I, I want nothing to do with any of these bets. But the thing you mentioned on the field goals, uh, there are ways that this can bleed into other things. And, and I am certainly in, in belief that it'll be a field goal driven game as well. The bet I made on this, uh, each team to have a 35 plus yard field goal, that, that prop, and this is again, back to the uniqueness of some of these prop markets doing some shopping around for this. I saw books that had in, in this, in this general prop of each team to have a 33 plus yard field goal. Uh, stations was offering that at minus 140. There are books out there with each team to have 40 plus yard field goals at way over two to one. There are some that are 30, you know, plus yard field goals. And that's again, where the nitty gritty of betting these props, Jeff comes down to like, what number are you most comfortable at? Where do you want optimal juice? So where I settled on was the 35 plus yard field goal for both teams. Plus plus one twenty five. I mean, you're, you're, when you're, when you're combining all those things, that's where I settled. Evan McPherson has made a, at least a 35 yard field goal each of his last 10 games. And he's done it 17 times in the 20 this season. Feel pretty good about the McPherson angle here, Jeff. It's Matt Gay and the Rams. But even with Gay being less than 100% and banged up, he's still made a 35 or longer field goal in each of the last four games. And he's done it 16 times in 20 games this year, Jeff. Ben, I will say this. Just thinking back through this season, is Evan McPherson missing multiple kicks with a chance to win the game against the Packers the most ridiculous result or individual plays we saw all year with how good he's been. He would have been 18 out of 20 if he made, <laughs> if he made the kick he thought was in to beat the Packers. I mean, yeah. it's just, just wild. Uh, props I played kicking-wise, and, and these will be on the list later. Because uh, as I've mentioned, I have uh, I have an Evan McPherson flavor to my props here for the, su- for the Super Bowl. Uh, the Bengals over one-and-a-half field goals, which is also the same for McPherson, over one-and-a-half field goals, I, I like that a lot. I, I, again, the Bengals' offensive line struggles in the red zone are going to lead to Cincinnati having to kick more than they want in this game. So I like McPherson to go over to one and a half. I'm also over three and a half field goals total in this game. A pair each. McPherson with three. Gay with one. Like, 
There are a lot of combinations to get you there. Uh, I did better than plus than even money. I had plus one thirty five, plus one forty. Um, they'll have to double check my number. Uh, the and Ortega has it anyway, so we'll have the exact number later in the show. Uh, this is the problem when you bet a bunch you're, of props. You're, you don't remember exactly what number what you have for everything. <laughs> uh, but uh, but the rest of it, like yours, is interesting though. I, I think both. I wouldn't be shocked that both kickers make a forty yard kick in this game. If you I wanted just thought to go it was a little interesting bit that you've got the the thirty three yard prop is set at minus one forty. So it's equivalent 35 to thirty-five yards is plus one twenty five. And I get why they did it, because yes, thirty three yards is the, extra, the, PAT, is the extra yeah. point. But again, I mean, it, this this is also something we discussed on the no score first five and a half minutes, Jeff. Mm-hmm. You can bet no score first five minutes at minus one eighty. You can do what our guy Brady Cannon did. You can bet no score first seven and a half minutes at at good plus money. So that that's where that's where betting these prop markets for the Super Bowl, to me, Jeff, takes a little creativity in your mind, trying to figure out, like, all right, if there's, I think for a lot of these different props, you're, you're most likely, Jeff, going to be in a scenario where certain props, if you like them, you aren't going to have to lay a huge minus, you know, 180 or above price. You can find different ways on that sliding scale to bet them, like we're talking about here, where you can find a short plus money. You don't have to go crazy and go into the plus 200, plus three to one type, uh, type levels there. But I, I just found that really interesting where, because it's like, how do you quantify moving the yardage needed on a field goal one yard? You move it two yards back, and all of a sudden you're going from minus 140 to plus 125. I just felt that was a little bit extreme of an adjustment there. Yeah, it's interesting. I'm with you there. It's a little bit interesting. But look, uh, you know what? I'm not thinking about it. Now, 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 now that it's, it's coursing through mm-hmm. my brain properly, the adjustment I would have th- expected it to come at 37 yards. So once you're on the edge of the red zone, obviously you add 17 yards to the yardage for your field goal for the uh, seven for the snap mm-hmm. and 10 for the uh, the uprights at the back of the end zone. I would have expected adjustment of 37, thinking about it. So, I, yeah, no, that's hey, – look, there are thousands of ways to bet this game. And if you think you have an advantage on any of these kicking props, which – I think they're a little more popular than they've been in the past because of what McPherson has mm-hmm. done right. in this postseason. But I look at the way that I think the way that I have this game flowing, Ben, where I think Cincinnati is going to be able to move the ball, but will get stopped in the red zone because of their bad offensive line. I'm okay with taking a bunch of field goal props over here in this game. And I don't have a problem with the under 27 and a half yards on the shortest either. Not in my, not in my, any of my accounts right now, but I don't have a problem with that because we know Sean McVay is conservative with kicking more than anyone at this point. And if you're Zach Taylor in your first Super Bowl and you're fourth and goal at the four on your opening drive, you're probably kicking probably the field kicking. goal. So your strategy of more volume, volume instead of just individual length type field goal. Exactly. Yeah. I just, I, I think you also have to keep in mind the coaches in this game when you're betting these field goal props because you have, like I said, McVay is very conservative. He's more willing to kick than other coaches. And did you just like Zach Taylor's in his first Super Bowl? There's a guy before this year where the Bengals legitimately won two games to the in his first year to the point where we were like, we're all thinking, wait a second, this guy's an NFL head coach. He doesn't look like he belongs on the sideline. So I, I'm just, I, I would be more inclined to bet these field goal props more so than I would be, in the past for this. You're not game. interested at all in the yardage prop, the 124 and a half at all? 
for, for total really. combined yardage. Not really. What it's a hard one to do the what, math what, on what, and what, feel good here, about. Here's the thing. Like, if you're betting if you're betting that under, what happens when McPherson makes a 55-yard field goal? And then if Matt Gay is his normal self, he's capable of making long kicks too. And then vice versa, what happens if they get stalled in the red zone and you get a bunch of 25-yard kicks? Tough. That's a tough mark. That's a very tough oh, mark. I, I agree with you. We got, we got really deep on the field. Hey, I, I, it's I, I, the Super Bowl. That's kicking, what we're doing. Hey, you know what? We're going to get deep in the officiating yes. discussion. Next. Mike Pereira will join us on the other side right here on VEASAN Bet Center. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God. We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is Beth Center on VSN, the sports betting network. We welcome you back in. It is VSN Bet Center continuing on a Saturday night, and uh, we've we've got we've got guests. We we have him <laughs> in. He is Mike Pereira, former NFL head of officials, who is going to be in this seat. On this desk tomorrow yes, for our I sixth will. annual VEASAN Super Bowl VetCast, now a Fox's lead NFL officiating analyst. Um, will, this, will this do for I mean, is this is this an okay setup? You think we can I make think it I'm going to call Fox and say, hey, you need to duplicate this, for God's sake. This, <laughs> yeah. is, this is better here. I mean, this is just like fantastic. And second time I've done it, I did it a few years ago, um, and, and it was great. And then when they called me, and said, would you be interested in doing it again? I said, yeah, absolutely. I mean, what better way to watch the Super Bowl oh, than to 100%. be here on VSIN? And, and, uh, and, and so it's great. I'm just so happy to be here. We're, we're glad you stopped by and you picked the right show. Uh, we don't discuss yeah. officiating a lot when it comes to betting. However, it is something that we cover all angles of the Super Bowl. It is, it's the big game for a reason. Mike and, and Jeff and I, we are the our, we, we self-described nerds of officiating. Mm. And we, we certainly are very interested in what... We will get out of the cruise to uh, the cruise tomorrow, led by Ron Torbert. First question that has been kind of the of the hot button items. It's been the idea of the All Star cruise, and we see now uh, Ron Torbert. He'll be without his normal crew. It's you know it's, it's a, an amalgamation, so to speak, of of guys from different crews around the league. In in general, how does that affect the mechanics of what we'll see on the field tomorrow? And are you a, a fan in general of, of that strategy, especially in a game of this magnitude, having these different uh, guys all together for the first well, time? Well, I'm clearly not a fan. I mean, when I when I went to the NFL and I got in charge, which was actually 2001, I said, okay, we're going to approach things differently. We're going to move crews into the playoff. I mean, there's no argument against it, quite mm-hmm. frankly. I, I would rather have a group of guys that have been together for 16 weeks 
and know your strengths and weaknesses and who's officiating over the course of the year was the best of any other crew. Um, that's who I wanted on the field. You know, I honestly, and, and I know no disrespect to the officiating crew, but I don't care about having the best officials on the field. I care about having the best officiating. So I did that. We went into crews and, um, the officials didn't like it, you know, because it might be that the eighth rated field judge ended up in the Super Bowl and the number one rated guy was home. And, mm-hmm. and so they have a collective bargaining agreement and they filed a grievance against me and, <laughs> um, and they got their way back with a, an all-star crew. Now, that being said, the, the, the mechanics are so constant. I mean, they really are constant. And so you should be able to, you know, to work with anybody, but it just doesn't work that way because officiating there's, there's trust that plays into it. You know, you trust your people that you've been with all year. And when all of a sudden you have to step up and make a decision and you're in a conversation with somebody you haven't been with all year long, or maybe ever, um, probably not likely they could have worked together at some point in time. It's just different. Um, but it is the way of the world now in terms of officiating. And I think, I think that they'll be fine. Um, but if you, if you give me, if you give me my option, I would go back to the crew thing. And the other thing I would go back to is I do believe that the best officials ought to be in the playoffs. Well, that's not really how it works because you work one game and then you're done. If you're in a wild card game, for example, everybody said Jerome Bolger was never going to work another wild card game after the performance right. in Cincinnati. And the league said, well, he's not going to work another game. Well, of course, well, he was never going to work another game, you right. know. But, you know, to me, if you have four games a week, and of course in the wild card game, you had more games, but I'd rather see guys work more than one game, get your best people on the field and move them up and up and up from the wild card. So it's different. Um, yet, if you look at, you know, the wild card I thought was a struggle officiating wise. The division was not. The championship was not. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, the game spoke for itself in the division and the championships. I can't say the same for the wild card, but um, I, I certainly am a crew concept guy. Yeah. Mike, I'm happy you brought up that last point because, in a, especially starting in that Kansas City Buffalo game where John Hussey and his crew did a tremendous job, they stayed out of the way. Right. They let Allen and Mahomes and those offenses and those great defenses do do their thing. Last week, same deal. Vinovich, Bill Vinovich and his crew did a great job in Kansas City. Carl Cheffers and, and company did a very nice job at, at SoFi. But just looking at how the flags have gone down and usually go down as the playoffs go along, when you were when you were in the building, were, was there almost an instru- either an unspoken instruction of, hey, let let these players decide decide the game and keep the flags in the pocket unless if you're certain you saw something. I don't think it's unspoken. I think that's, I mean, you never tell them. You don't tell them that. Right. You know, you actually do tell them, officiate the game the same way you officiated in week one. Mm-hmm. But I think it's subconscious that they try to stay out of the way. Right. I mean, one and done is different than 17 or 18 weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when it's one and done, I do think that you lay off. You have a tendency to lay back. And it can hurt you. Because that did happen. In my mind, it happened in the game with the Rams and the Saints when they missed the big obvious pass interference uh, call at the end because I think they were laying back a little bit. And then all of a sudden, boom, this play happens and you're just not sharp and you miss it. Um, But 
there's going to be less penalties. I mean, if you look at the totals in the playoffs, I mean, I don't even know what the over-under is in the props and the number of penalties. Um, but if there is, I'm, if it's a decent number, I'm going down might, behind this. And I'm, 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 going, I'm going under, you know. Uh, but it is, they do, I think it's just, you try to distance yourself somewhat in, from the action when it gets into the playoffs. When you think, too, you mentioning that maybe a decreased number of penalties, it leads into our official, we'll see, leading the way tomorrow, Ron Torbert, who is, uh, is his first Super Bowl, relatively new official, comes in, and we see, you see some of the, the facts on him. Been a ref since uh, since 2014 and has has graded out pretty well for the most part. Certainly a well deserved honor when you look at it and what everybody has talked about. Crew throwing the fourth fewest penalty flags in the NFL. What what's your view on since you've been, since Torbert came in the league, you have been in your position at Fox. How have you viewed uh, his growth and, and emergence into his role? In He's his an year? amazing man. He's an amazing man, and and I'm not so sure we'll see him around very much longer to tell you the truth because I think he'll elevate at some point into the office and and become a supervisor or maybe the head of officiating someday. But we look and say, you know, his crew threw this amount of flags. Well, it's just not that way anymore because it's the all-star crew, so you can't compare. Mm -hmm. If you're going to try to compare, let's go back to Green Bay, San Francisco, Mm -hmm. because that's where he worked, and he worked with three of these officials in that game. And that game, which I was at, it was so damn cold. Um, yeah, I'm a Packer fan. I'm, I'm from Wisconsin. Oh, I'm, been, I'm sorry there. for it's, you. It's, I know. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a Niner. I'm a Niner fan. So, had, yeah. but frozen tundra. But it yeah, that, it, it, it was. Uh, but they called ten penalties in that game, which was about in the norm. But I, I think the, you know, I, 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 I love Ron, and I think he's terrific, and his crew. It's, it's a, it's a good, solid crew of a mix of veterans, and and I think Walt Anderson, who took over in the pandemic year, mm-hmm. I think he did a good job of saying, you know, in that pandemic year, make them big. I mean, make them big. And I think officiating, just my personal opinion, it's just gotten a little too ticky-tack over the course of the last few years. And I judge ticky-tack, you know, Blandino, I work with Dean Blandino mm-hmm. in the studios in, in Fox, and we see these calls that are made, and everything's graded. And so you, you look at you either get a correct call or you get an incorrect call. And or you get a no call, which means that, you know, you should have called something that you didn't. And we look at so many of these calls and say, would you have no called that? Would you have? I mean, would you have said a, a no call? Would you have given that? And the answer is no. You know, and so that's the tendency to me where you get a little bit too technical, and you know, it's just changed so much. And and I think you get less technical when you get in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Ten and a half, by the way, is our. Uh, this is offshore. But ten and a half. You can't bet it, unfortunately, behind us, Mike. But that's the. Uh... You can't go. By, I can't do it here. No, my I, God! Like this place is as big as th- <laughs> big as the city of Sacramento behind me. You know, and there's only I mean, what five thousand props you can bet on, but not the not penalties. We're well, gonna, we'll push for it with the game. Okay, board, please though. do because I'd take the lower number. <laughs> that, I would. That, that's a little surprising. Starting to sound like Tim Donahue here a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I'll take the lower number on this. Yeah, uh, of course I know these guys that are working the game. Yeah. I, I, just uh, we, we we have only about 80, 80 seconds left in the segment. If uh, you want to stick around for one more segment, love we're not, we, not going to say no we for that, Mike. To. But uh, I'd love to j- just uh, to, to finish off a, por- a part on uh, on Ron Torbert, the head official, and it, it, with the new because he's one of the newer officials who came in in twenty fourteen. We saw a lot retire over the last few years. Just with the amount of rule changes that has happened, just. Do you think there was a reason where we saw a lot of the old guard step away because of those those rule changes that we saw? No, I really don't. I mean, people say that the rule book's too complicated. Yeah, you know, the rule book is too complicated for you two. I right. Mean, 
it's not that complicated Agreed. for yeah. somebody that's been doing this for 40 years. Of course. You know, and 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 so you know, 98% of what happens on a football field is simple when it comes to officiating. Mm-hmm. 2% is difficult. But I always said, in that 2% that's so difficult, just do something because nobody's going to know you're wrong <laughs> if you are. And uh, But but I, I think, no, I think that the, you know, the turnover, it's a good gig. Mm-hmm. It's oh, yeah. a good gig to be an official. And, and uh, they make a good amount of money and they have had, you know, the benefits are great. And it's the one thing in the world that these guys do, and women, that they love doing. Yep. So it's hard to give it up. It's really hard to give it up. And we and they're, they've and got, will, they've got a CBA, and we'll so. talk about that when we get yeah, back. Hey, Perfect. There we go. He's already I'm, ready I'm in this. <laughs> he's ready to go. Mike Pereira. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh, my God. We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.